We are finally midway through October, so I think now is the perfect opportunity to get spooky. Spooky. After we've basically been saying that for like weeks now. It's like, oh, we're going to do spooky stuff. We're going to do spooky stuff. We're going to do spooky stuff. Just kidding. It, it took us time to do spooky stuff. Yes, you're right. We had other things on the docket to get through. So we are now ready to get spooky. And also, we got spooky news because apparently they decided this was the week for spooky news. So Yeah, apparently. We got that going for us as well, so that's what we're going to talk about today here on mm -hmm. episode 304 of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Howe and Ladium. Hello, hello. And yeah, we're going to talk about some presentations that happened this week, and then we're going to talk about a game we played through that had some very interesting twists and turns throughout it. Including including George W. Bush. Boy, howdy, yep. <laughs> w. W. You thought video games weren't political. Well, this week they're political. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh, man. But before we get into all that, let's talk about the presentations that happened this week. Okay. So we had one franchise be revived from the dead. <laughs> Which is wild. Yeah, Konami had a press a press presentation this week, I should say, mm -hmm. for the Silent Hill franchise of all things. Of all things, which is pretty wild. And then also we got another Resident Evil update for mm -hmm. stuff coming to Resident Evil Eight. We got mm -hmm. more information about the Resident Evil Four remake, and then some other stuff here as well. So let's dive into the Silent Hill stuff first. Okay. Um, I've never played a Silent Hill game except for like the demo of Four. Which was like the weird first person one. <laughs> so you know, I'm a I'm a huge fan. Clearly, I've played two. Okay, I have not. Um, I saw that basically all of the stuff got leaked beforehand because it was just in the metadata of their YouTube video that they they're gonna put out. <laughs> yep. It's like oops, and I saw like they were gonna do something with Silent Hill too, and what I I didn't like read into it that much, but I just presumed that like oh they're just gonna re-release Silent Hill too. That's what I thought is that they would just re-release it. Like it was going to be one of those things on the like the one of the higher tiers of PS Plus. Yep, that's what I thought. That's all I thought, and then they're like, "Oh no, we're going to remake Silent Hill 2. And I was like, "Oh, okay." Um, so yeah, it is going to be a PS5 game. Uh, with a 12-month exclusivity deal, apparently. So Xbox people do not get this for probably another year or so. Um. Being made by the Bloober team, which got a lot of people not happy about. <laughs> I would say, I, I, I saw lots of people were big mad about that. Yeah, Bloober team is like, they've done a lot of horror games, but like, they're not great horror games, apparently. So, I've also heard that they do some like, questionable content in terms of like, mental health, which like, Silent Hill 2 is about mental health. Yeah, you would hope that like considering they're just going into a, a property that already has an established story and everything, that they can't really mess things up too much, but hmm. there's questions about it. Like, it, it is, obviously, the graphics have improved vastly from the PS2 version of Silent Hill 2, but, like... What? The uh, the shot where, like, the protagonist looks in the mirror got memed on a lot, because, like, just the face he makes does not look good compared to the PS2 version, which is not a great sign. Nope. So, yeah, like... Questionable... Uh, thoughts and opinions from that reveal um they are making silent hill towerfall which is 
another game, apparently. It's being made by the people who made Observation and Stories Untold. Also, think... oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, like, it has this part where it's, like, zooming in on a radio, but it had, like, a filter over it at first. I was like, is that a Game Boy? I what is that? And it is not a Game Boy. <laughs> not you. Not you. He's like, what? You are, what? You are a Game Boy. Why am I not a Game Boy? <laughs> <laughs> Who decided this? <laughs> uh, they're making a sequel to the 2006 Silent Hill film. <laughs> yep. Called Return to Silent Hill. It is being directed by the same dude who did the 2006 version. So there's that. Which is an interesting thing to do. Sure. Uh, they're doing a another title called Silent Hill Ascension, which is they are dubbing a live real-time interactive series. The Return of the Satellaview. You can change outcomes, be part of the scenes, and shape the Silent Hill canon. So, like, the way that sounds is kind of like the Supermassive games that they've been playing. Oh. Like, the Dark Pictures, like, Until Dawn, The Quarry, like, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that Like a choose-your-own-adventure game. So that's interesting. And then uh, they're making another new Silent Hill game called Silent Hill F. F. Uh, the the wild thing I think about this is that it's being made, uh, it's being written by uh, Ryokishi 07, who do, who's done like a lot of very prominent uh, Japanese visual novels that like the people, the people who are fans of those games are fans of those games. Really? <laughs> yes. Um, so, like, that's just a wild, out-of-the-blue kind of collaboration of things. So, that hmm. seems pretty wild. But, yeah, they are making, what, like, four, three new Silent Hill games? Which is wild. Yeah. Everybody thought that it was going to be, like, doomed to Pachinko. Yeah, no Pachinko here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's that was an interesting thing to see. And Gal's face fell off. You know, as you do. Kind of creepy. Sometimes your face just falls off. You know, if you don't, if you don't attach it right in the morning, mm-hmm. got to put your face on. You know, you just got to put your face on. So yeah, Silent Hill Two's back. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how that goes. I don't know if any of these things had dates or anything, but I don't remember any dates. So yeah, these are these are coming out. Konami's making video games again. As wild as I've seen that coming. That is true. Uh, and then today we had the Resident Evil showcase. Mm-hmm. They showed off the DLC for RE8, which comes out next week, I think. Yeah, on the 28th. They also yeah. showed off some spooky pumpkins on the transition <laughs> screen. God, the transitions were so weird because it was like just spooky pumpkins. And then like they just had like a narrator talking throughout. And it felt very much like we just played the Dark Pictures game of House <laughs> of Ashes, which we're going to talk about later on. But it just felt like that. <laughs> and it was very bizarre. Oh, man. So every time I saw the spooky pumpkins, I was like, "Yeah!" It's very spooky. Uh, anyway, yeah, they, yeah. they showed uh, off the... a new tra- new trailer for that DLC. It's DLC. You have to play uh... as the lady, not the lady. Uh, Ethan's daughter, Rose, and she's going back to the village. Yep, because she doesn't like having power, so she needs to figure that out. Um, they also showed off the, the third person mode and how you can't see Ethan's face. Yeah, that was funny. That like, was funny. Can you see his face? No, he's look, he's looking away. It's like when uh, you're playing Death Stranding and you're trying to look at Norman Reedus's <laughs> and he just turns away from you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Same difference. 
I downloaded the demo because I thought that would be fun to play. Yeah. Uh, um, share playing. They did, yeah, like I said, they announced a demo, which you can play like 60 minutes of RE8. I guess in both first person and third person, but if you want to try it out the third person, this is the way to do it. Yep, which is what I'm planning to do. Yeah, so that's that is that's neat that they're putting that out there. I appreciated that like during the the showcase, one of the things they were like, ah, oh, yes, the first person can sometimes make people feel motion sick, and also it might be a little too spooky. I was like, it's me. Yeah, they're like, hey, we're gonna make it third person so pe- other people can enjoy this game too. And it's like, yeah, that's real smart. Yeah, what crazy? Yeah, he was totally just describing me. It is true. Uh, they showed off a trailer for Resident Evil Reverse, which is their multiplayer Resident Evil game that they're still making, which goes into early access on October 24th for people who own Resident Evil 8. I forgot that existed. Yeah. They showed off like, oh, we're going to have like these things in the game when it actually comes out. I was like, battle pass levels. And I was like, oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> yep. That sure is a thing. Uh, Resident Evil Village is also coming to the Macintosh. Yep. So if you have a Mac, you can play RE8 on it. I could play RE8 on my Mac. Yeah. Uh, then also they gave dates for the cloud versions of RE8, RE7, RE2, and RE3 on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Which is... uh, I don't know when RE8's coming out. I think it may be next week as well. It's they, like, next week and the rest of them are like November, I think. Yeah, the DLC comes out in like December for that version, but then like uh, RE2 Cloud comes out on November 11th, then RE3 is the week after on the 18th, and then 7 comes out on December 16th. Uh, RE8 is also coming on the max on the 28th as well, so that is also next week. So you get all that. And then they showed off some Resident Evil 4 remake gameplay footage. They did. Um... Mostly they showed off like the uh, that initial like village section from the mm-hmm. very beginning of the game, which I think is the right thing to do if you're going to show off this game. Yes, like, that I is agree. one of the most iconic things from RE4. Mm-hmm. So showing all that that off was pretty smart. It has it has basically all the stuff you would want from that section, like the chainsaw dudes there. Yeah, Leon's having some quippy lines here and there. It has that very frantic, claustrophobic, you know, just hectic gameplay that you guys have to fight off all the the dudes make sure you don't get chopped up and eaten um so i got thought this new, stuff looked pretty decent moves. you got new knife moves you could just block a chainsaw with your knife which is pretty funny it's pretty funny i i was worried about it i've mentioned this before um but at one point he like goes through a barn and then shoots a light down and sets a cow on fire and then he says something like, you can bill me for the damages or something yeah. like that. And I was just like, okay, all right, good. Pretty we, good. We still have our sassy Leon here. Yeah, I think you kind of have to have that. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like if I, if that's the way they're going to go with that character, I think that's that's a good sign. I yes. mean, like, a lot of the stuff from RE4 that they showed off in, like, the, the extended trailer as well is, is there, like, the little Lord boy's there, and he looks even more messed up. And I was and like, he looks all right, so messed up. good, can't wait for you to get in your weird mech. <laughs> I, and and have like the weird stone version of him chase Leon. Exactly. God. Um, Salazar's there. Ada's there. Ashley's there. It it definitely looks like they are going like they are going more spooky in terms of this. In terms of like not just being 
a strictly action game like RE4 originally was mostly. Right. Like there's definitely a lot more like atmospheric ambiance in this version, like it seems like, than compared to the original version. Uh, at least in some of the sections they showed off. Like I, is, that's probably not going to be the case for every single section because like, you know, there's a lot of action set pieces in the original game that they're going to have to put over into this version as well. Right. But they definitely are trying to evoke that more atmospheric tension in this than what was in the original. Kind of like what they did with RE2 and RE3 remakes. Mm-hmm. Which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing, per se. No. Um, it's just definitely going to be different for a lot of people who have played, you know, the first one. Yeah. So it's, that's going to be something that they're going to have to, you're going to, you know, take with the, the newness of this and everything. Um, one thing that I, I do want to bring up that I was happy with. Um, I mean, there are a few things I'm happy with, but um, they actually showed off Luis as well. Yes. And I really like his design in this. Like, I mm -hmm. feel like they pulled enough from his old style, um, but like modernized it a bit. And he still has like some of that like swagger that Luis has. It feels like they kind of did that for everybody. They did. They did. I just, I was really yeah. impressed with him because I was worried that he was like going to be not Luis ish. Yeah. Like, like, I think Ashley's new design looks a lot better. And it's based off of um, her original design, her mm -hmm. art book design, uh, yeah. not art book, but her concept design. There we go. Like Leon, Leon doesn't have like a much of a change because like you can't really do much to change his jacket and then just. His kind of like I don't know tactical suit that he wears to the most of the rest of the game. Yeah, because you even get to see scenes later with him in like the tactical suit without mm -hmm. the jacket, and it's like yeah, it's the same. Like Ada looks <laughs> a little bit different. Like her costume, I think, is like a little bit different. They didn't give her the like stupid stereotypical dress thing that she usually yeah. wears. So I thought all that looked looked interesting, and as well, they they are bringing back the attaché case for web or for item organization, which I thought was very funny. Yep. <laughs> throw a fish in there. Woo! Yeah, that was what we texted each other. Throw a fish in there. The merchant's back, but he has a weirder voice now. He's like very Australian sounding he's now. He's very Australian, but um, what are you buying? <laughs> but I'm glad that he's there, and I like that they mm -hmm. pointed out in the trailer, like we didn't forget this guy, and there's like a trading system now. Yeah, trading and, like, item craft. I don't remember if crafting was really a thing in 4, as it is, like, they're making it out to be in this version. It wasn't. It was more, like, com like a combining type right. thing. But, yeah, you could trade, like, the gems, I guess, for, like, special items, I think that's what they're kind of implying. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a trade. Like, they have so many gems in that game, like... Yeah. It's better to do that with them than just be like, I guess we'll give you money for them. I don't know. Right. So I thought that was interesting. It's going to have, like, the weapon upgrading system as well from the original and all that. Like, all that stuff's still in there. It it looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. And I'm, I'm not, excited. like, the biggest RE4 fan, so... No, you didn't really like it when we played through it. So, like, I think they're doing some good stuff to this. Like, it, I, it really feels like this is a game that would be very hard to screw up in terms of remaking it. Right. Considering just how popular this game is, like, you would have to try your hardest to like mess this up. So, although I guess they are they are changing one thing where you can't save the dog in the beginning of the game. I did see that. That's that's tragic. So I wonder how that's going to affect that boss fight. Oh right. Hmm. Interesting. Um. So yeah, this is a. Uh, 
they're putting this out still on PS4, PS5, Xbox, and PC. If you have, buy the PS4 version, you get a free upgrade to the PS5 version. And it is coming out on March 24th of next year. Just not too far away. Not too far away. Um, I'm excited for it. I really am. Give her, are you excited to fish in a new version of fishing? Yep. <laughs> as long as they let me fish. Oh, man. Uh, they also showed off some the deluxe version and the like super duper collector's version, which has the Leon statue and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, the costumes they are putting in that deluxe version seem real dumb and real good, which I, I feel like that's a good sign that they're on the right path with this remake. If they're putting in very dumb costume designs, I agree. Cause that's quintessential resident evil is just making percent. things very dumb. Yes. Yes. Um, the romance costume is <laughs> so amazing. Dumb. So amazing. Dumb and good. I don't I know. Also, I, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say like, I don't know why, cause you, you pointed this out as well. And I saw it when I was watching the presentation, like, why did they hide the Ashley designs? Yeah, it's odd that they hid the Ashley designs because, like, we know she exists. Like, we saw her in we, the trailer. What are we hiding here, guys? Maybe it's like, oh, we're gonna reveal these later on because we need something else to reveal between now and March. Yeah, maybe we got five um, months. But then we also have the the hero and villain <laughs> filters and costumes. You no, know, I can be your angle or your double. <laughs> God, that made me laugh out loud. It's a little dumb. Those outfits are stupid, and I love it. Yeah. Uh, and then I was like, oh, you'll get a gold attache case if you pre-order and a gun charm. And then there's, like, glasses in the deluxe version as well that you can get for some reason. I don't know. Yep. This is a whole bunch of weird <laughs> Which I think is very good. But, yeah, that uh, RE4 looked pretty good. Other than the dead dog. Other than dead dog. But I was uh, I was impressed with what they showed. I was, too. I'm really excited for it. So hopefully that uh, they were able to, you know, pull that video game off. Also, um, one thing that I want to point out, just because I thought it was funny and seems very Leon-ish. Um, at one point in the trailer, like, you, you hear the the police guys, like, that are speaking Spanish, mm -hmm. like, yelling for help over the radio and everything. He's like, hello, hello, please respond, <laughs> hello. I'm here. It's like, bruh, Hello. bruh, do you not even know the most basic of Spanish? Come on. No, it's Leon. He's a rookie cop. It's no, his first I, day. I, I love it. I love it. It's the most Leon thing ever. He's just like, hello, respond. It's like, yeah, yeah, you, you do work for the president. <laughs> it makes sense. Uh, also, they showed Hunnigan as well, briefly. They did. She looked great. Yeah. I wonder if she's the same voice actor, if they got a, a different one for this as well, because everyone's like... She sounds different to me. Okay, I wasn't sure. Like, you would know way more than I would, so... Yeah, she sounded different to me, but I could be wrong. Uh, one thing I will say before we move on... Okay. ...is that the Resident Evil 4 producer Yoshiaki Hirabayashi said, there are no concrete plans to develop a remake of Resident Evil Code Veronica. <laughs> yeah. But if the opportunity comes, maybe... Like, God, they, really need to, need to they really need to remake that game. Really need to remake it. And it's actually, like, very plot-relevant. They need it. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Anyways, yeah, so that is the uh, Resident Evil showcase doohickey thing that they did today. Mm-hmm. Big spooky news Big this spooky week. news. Anyways, now it's time to talk about another spooky game. Yeah. 
So we played through the, the third game in the Dark Pictures anthology, House of Ashes. Mm-hmm. The third game of the first season or volume or whatever they're calling this, I forget, of the Dark Pictures season. anthology. And it is spooky. And weird. <laughs> uh, Ashley yeah. Tisdale's here. Ashley Tisdale's here. She is here. And boy, howdy, do you do you remember 2003 and the invasion of Iraq? Because <laughs> we're going to get into it in this video game. Yeah, we are. Oh, boy. <laughs> what a weird just place to put this game in. Like a weird setting to yep. put this video game in. Yep. I mean, it works, I feel like. It does. It was just, I was, I was, yeah. I also just didn't expect it to be quite as rooted in the war in Iraq as it is. Yeah. Like it very much is. And uh, it is very, this is a very political game, let's say. Because like there's no, there's no bone or like, there's no way around getting that getting to that excuse no. me because uh, you can't have this game in this setting and not be political in any sort of way <laughs> like that's just impossible right right, right. but yeah we'll get into all of that as we uh talk about this game this game came out uh, last year on october 22nd 2021 so a year ago to this day <laughs> nice. when this episode comes out uh, is available on the pc the playstation 4 and 5 the xbox one the xbox series x and s and yeah Spooky games. It is very much similar in the vein of, you know, the other Dark Pictures anthology games, Live Until Dawn, where it's like the choose-your-own-adventure style of narrative. You are controlling characters, you are making decisions for them, and your decisions determine the fate if they survive or they die. <laughs> so there's all that. Let's talk about some of the development in terms of the story, the setting, and how they cast people, the music, all that okay. sort of stuff. Let's do it. Uh, House of Ashes is the third game in a series of eight planned for the Dark Pictures anthology. The films Aliens, Predator, and The Descent, the book at book at the Mountains of Madness, and the myth of the Curse of Akkad, I think that's how you pronounce that, I don't know, maybe, serving as inspiration for the team. House of Ashes is the first in the series to be available on the PS5 and Xbox Series X, making use of the next generation graphics and a resolution the new platforms provide, and also making things a little funkier than normal. <laughs> Because we definitely had some funky issues with that. Yep. Uh, game director Will Doyle described House of Ashes as a creative feature in an exploration horror game about an ensemble cast of trained experts who are beyond safety and unable to get back up for a critical mission in a secluded location where they encounter threats Doyle described as horrible and inhumane. Like the I others, mean... you're not wrong. No. Uh, like the other installments, House of Ashes was designed to be a standalone story, but supermassive games include Easter eggs and callbacks to previous previous and future installments to create a shared universe within the anthology. Character models from House of Ashes' predecessors were used in this game. Yep. Uh, okay, yeah. It, no, I just threw no, 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 it off, no, no, remember? It was, yeah, yeah, it was just the last sentence of here just like, not really necessary for what oh. I needed to say. Oh. Uh, Supermassive Games spent an extensive amount of time designing the monsters, the most complicated of their kind the team had made as, as, the, as of the game's release. To make the creatures lifelike, developers used both motion capture and hand animation. 
Executive producer Dan McDonald in an interview with PC Games N said Supermassive focused on determining the monster's physiology to achieve an otherworldly effect, which they did using a bunch of props, stilts, and other things. Doyle also said the monster's designs were created to be faceless so that they would be they would appear incomprehensible and unempathetic and inhumane enough to bring out the humanity in the protagonist. Uh, the developers implemented, implemented two new gameplay features for House of Ashes as a result of fan feedback on prior installments in the anthology. The team created a difficulty level system for the game and overhauled the camera to make it freely movable. Because many scenes in House of Ashes involve spookier and more spacious areas, Supermassive found it appropriate to give players total control over the camera, which would aid in exploration and allow players to appreciate the cavernous locations. Doro said after the release of Man of Madon and Little Hope, he noticed fans were divided about the difficulty of the QTE mechanics. Many found the prompts too easy, but others found them too hard. In House of Ashes, players are able to toggle the speed at which QTEs appear and remain on screen, which they also invoked like a lot of different accessibility uh, options in the game as well, where like you can just make it so every QTE is a single button, mm-hmm. so you don't have to guess every time, and also you great. can change the, uh, the button mashing to hold, although sometimes it didn't work, which is weird. Yeah... But it was still a good option because that button mashing can be a problem for people. And um, we implemented both of those because we're like, yep, screw that. Yeah. <laughs> Just much easier. Yes. Much easier. Worked very well. Mm-hmm. Other than when it didn't. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the Iraq war. <laughs> <laughs> what a sentence. Uh, McDonald said while the game is set during the 2003 invasion of Iraq, they did not intend war and politics to be its primary focus. Well, sorry. Yeah, whoops. (laughs) Uh, The developers tried to treat the setting with respect. According to Tom Phillips, Doyle thought movies depicting conflicts like the Iraq war tend to dehumanize people from opposing nations. With that observation in mind, he and his team wanted to include an Iraqi protagonist in the main cast so they could represent people from both sides of the war in a nuanced light. And he was the best character in the game. Honestly, yes. Yes. Uh, to add further complexity, Supermassive also ties several aspects of the character's backstory, such as Salim's desire to leave the war and go back to his son, to the invasion. During the game's production, the team con- consulted military specialists and Arab- eh, Arabic speakers to ensure their depiction of 2003 Iraq was grounded in reality, and the plot script was of good quality. Supermassive attributed the decision to set the game in Iraq to the country's abundance in myths and folklore the team could incorporate into the story. The developers believe the 2003 to 2011 Iraq War would make an interesting departure point for the development of the five protagonists, allowing them the opportunity for character motivations, relationships, and dynamics the develop- developers found compelling, sympathetic, and complex. And then let's talk about casting. Uh, Supermassive approached actor Ashley Tisdale, who is known for her appearances in the High School Musical series, <laughs> during the game's development, and asked if she could portray protagonist Rachel King. The developers wanted to cast someone who could exhibit a tough personality, but was simultaneously capable of showing a soft side. Tisdale agreed to provide Rachel's voice and likeness because she felt the project would expand her career experiences outside of her usual roles in comedy. Sure. All right. She I'm became... telling you, it's because Brenda Song did the other one, and Brenda Song and Ashley Tisdale were in The Sweet Life together. Mm-hmm. They were just like, yo, we should be in video games. They're like, yeah, we should be in video games. <laughs> uh, she became the installment's female lead actor, making her debut in the video games industry. Uh, during the filming process, Supermassive recorded the, recorded Tisdale's physical movements and those of the game's other actors to create animations for the character models. To comply with social distancing protocols during the COVID-19 pandemic, actors had to avoid bodily contact with one another while en- en- enacting their scenes. Their movements while digi- were digitally edited in post-production to give the impression of contact, which is why probably that kissing scene looked terrible. I didn't get to see the kissing you scene. You did not, but it was bad. Oh my. 
Uh, in an interview with the developers, Tisdale recounted her experience while acting for House of Ashes and expressed her assignment in her role as a CIA operative in the game. She said, I'm obsessed with the CIA, so I was very excited to play a character <laughs> like Rachel because I haven't gotten to do that on TVs or movies yet. I'm more known for obviously doing comedy, but this is like, you know what? For me, I've always wanted to do an action film, and I'm living out my action dreams acting for the game. Because, yes, it is scary, but there is so much action adventure in it, and it's pretty cool. It's pretty wild. Everyone's really cool. I mean, we all have so much fun, and we kind of are just like, or we, we are kind of, we kind of are just like here kind of killing it. They just, they just left that all in verbatim. <laughs> Didn't clean that up at all. Uh, according to Kimberly Wallace from Game Informer, every game in the Dark Pictures Anthology series includes one high-profile actor as the game's lead uh, because they did that in the other games. There you go. <laughs> uh, music was music. There you go. <laughs> music was music. Oh, my God. What does that even mean? Yeah, it means it was music. Okay. Uh, and then they put that, they put the, the, the teaser into Little Hope, which we saw at the end of that game. They unveiled the game officially on May 27th. They showed off a trailer at the E3 2021 Summer Games Fest, and another at Gamescom, mm -hmm. and they put a demo out for people to play. A demo. So there you go. Uh, this game currently has a Metacritic of a 73 out of 100 on PC, a 74 on the PS4 and Xbox, and a 72 on PS5. Hmm. So there's that. Mission accomplished. <laughs> You're not wrong. Oh, wowza. It's, uh, this was an interesting experience. It really was, because, like, obviously going into this, like, knowing that, like, the Iraq War was the backdrop for this film, or this this game, it mm -hmm. was... I was very curious to see how they were going to, like, do this, and, like, I feel like halfway through we kind of thought we had an idea of what the, the monsters were supposed to be, and then the back half of that game, it just goes in a completely different direction. Right. I thought they were vampires. Yeah. They are not vampires. It's like, what is happening here? Um, yeah. The, also, there's a prologue you have where you, you're, you're in, like, the... I forget what time period this is supposed to be. Mesopotamia, essentially. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, it's it's early. Where, like, you get to see, like, these two empires trying to fight each other, and then by the end of it, they get taken down by the, the monsters. And that's, the, like, the setup for the game and everything. Um. Also, hilariously, uh, I, I, I died at this part. Um, because I missed a QTE because Game Boy was being a butthead. You sure did. It that was, was very funny. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It's very funny. Uh, but yeah, then you get into like the main portion of the game, and it is May tw 2003. The Iraq War is a thing. We are searching for weapons of mass destruction that Saddam Hussein clearly, definitely, totally has. Totally has. So yeah, that's your setup for this game, and like... We, we we were playing this obviously online, so we have different characters that we're seeing their POVs of. And mm -hmm. I was actually Tisdale's character, Rachel, and I was like walking around like my makeshift office and everything, and there's a TV in there, and you turn the TV on, and it's the f mission accomplished George W. Bush speech that he does on that boat saying, yep, we did it. We won the war. Mission accomplished, everyone. And, and I was like, holy sh 
there's also a part later where you could flip over the newspaper and see mm-hmm. that too. And I was like, yep. what is happening? That sure was a, that, it's a wild thing for that game to open up with. But like it, you know, it, it sets the tone for you. Cause it's like, this is this portion of that war where everyone still was like, well, not everyone, but like the people in charge charge and people down on the ground, at least some of them were still thinking like, Oh, we're coming here to find weapons of mass destruction. Cause that's definitely a thing that's here. That was never a thing. <laughs> no. Well, and... and um, Definitely not a perpetrated lie to make us go invade Iraq. Yeah, nope, nope. And the the guy that I ran into initially, I was like, oh my god, he has a homemade, like, remember 9-11 hat. Yep. <laughs> and he specifically says to them, like, yeah, we're here to, to get revenge for 9-11 and all that. It's like... Mm-hmm. I, I, I wrecked it to nine eleven. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the homemade nine eleven hat was pretty good. I mean, it, it, again, that's a great touch. No, it really is. It really is. Is Jason? That was his name. Yes, yes, that's Jason. Jason. But yeah, like the whole the whole thing about like why you go out to the site and eventually you get you know trapped underneath and into like the the the, the, temple, the temple that was back in the Mesopotamia period and where you fight off the monsters and everything is that like. Oh, this dude made this this system that's supposed to like you know find underground bunkers and everything. And oh, we we definitely see this this area. That's got to be where Saddam's hiding his WMDs. We're gonna go get it and we're gonna clear it out and we're gonna we're gonna be heroes just also, for one day. <laughs> also, it's Rachel's estranged husband that yes came up with the system and also says that that's where they are. Hoorah, Marines! Hoorah! Hoorah! <laughs> Um, um, but so yeah, yeah you have all that setup, dramatic yeah. stuff too of like, oh yeah, they're estranged and things are. And not she's great. having an affair. And he's like taking over her post basically. So yeah. like she's been in charge and, and now he's in charge. And mm-hmm. um, I think at one point she gets called Queen. That's like, the, that's how she's known to like her, to the people around her essentially. Right. She's very cold and strong willed and all that sort of stuff. Right. Um, so yeah, that's that's the setup for like why you go to where you go, and then like there is the Iraqi side of it where you get to play as uh, Salim. He's a lieutenant in the Iraqi Republican Guard, and basically he's just like, I'm done with this. I want to hang out with my son. It's his birthday. I want to give him a birthday gift. He's into some trouble. I need to help him, but also like, hey, I just want to make sure my son's okay. But then, like, his captain comes in and is like, no, hey, the Americans have just moved out. They're going to the site. We're going to go catch them by surprise and kill them all and become heroes just for one day. Just for one day. So that becomes the whole, like, why these two groups are meeting here. Mm-hmm. And it turns into a huge firefight and everything. Joey dies. Joey dies. And basically, the ground, like sinkholes start forming around where they are around this village and everyone gets thrown into this temple essentially mm-hmm. and that's where everyone kind of has to work together to fight off these monsters who are coming to kill them and eat them and go nom, 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 nom. Nom, 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 um the the weird like pervy man gets his skin ripped to pieces mm-hmm. um and you you killed him <laughs> i accidentally suffocated him <laughs> 
Because <laughs> like the way they were showing that QTE is that like, oh, you're doing this to keep him quiet so he won't alert the monster coming to get you. But I'm just like, I, apparently that was just how that was also suffocating him. So oops, magoops. To be fair, Jason did warn you several times, like you're killing him, man. He did, and I kept doing it. Yep. <laughs> Accidentally, and I was like, oh, oh, I killed this guy. I think. Um, with your bucket hat. With my bucket hat. He did have a good bucket hat. Thanks, that. Nick. He's the one that's boning Rachel. Yes. So, like, you get, like, separated into, like, various groups. Like, Nick and Jason are together. Um, Rachel and Eric are together. And then Salim's kind of by himself for most of it until he, like, he'll run into Nick. And they kind of have, like, this truce, like, hey, we may be countries fighting each other. But, like, we got to work together because bad stuff is happening down here. <laughs> enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm-hmm. And then also his captain keeps showing up just being a butthole and Salim's just like, God, I just want to go home and see my kid. Will you stop, please? Yeah. Uh, you eventually start to see it down there as well. Like there had been like an expedition down here at some point And like there's just a bunch of notes and clues about something weird happened down here while this expedition was happening. There's like explosives set up all over mm-hmm. the place. There's a like rail gun. Yeah, there's like a, a very radio. 1940s turret just set up, and everyone's like, that's weird. Um, You walk very slowly up and down stairs. <laughs> you do. Very slowly. Very funny. Holy moly, do you go slow. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, everybody's like, huh, this is weird. This isn't right. Uh, Salim's the one who kind of first knows that, like, Hey, these monsters are very tough. Like, a like a vehicle falls on one of them, and he's trying to fight off, and it doesn't kill it. So he has like figures out like, oh, I can stab them in the heart, and that's what kills these things. Like he's the first one that actually has to fight them, fight them, because yes. the others like end up running from them at one mm-hmm. point. But like he has to actually fight. Yeah. So he learns like that's the way to do it. Like guns aren't doing anything to them, so like you gotta like shake them essentially. Or, or they get or, or sun. Or they get exposed to the sun. They don't like that, so that's also a, a thing they can used to fight off that but eventually like everyone kind of like funnels together and like there's a big scene where they have to like fight off a bunch of them coming at them um one of your team members gets like one of the u.s team members gets like bitten at like early on and like starts turning into one of them so you have to decide like do i like just let this person go or do i keep them with us (laughs) and we were trying to be nice like oh she'll be fine we'll figure out a cure and then she turned and killed one of the dudes (laughs) she killed eric she killed eric Ripperoni. Ripped his dang throat out. Yeah. Um. Although I was surprised there there was a there was a part relatively early on where, like, they kept trying to make me cut you loose. Um, because I was playing as Eric and you were playing as Rachel and she was like dangling from a rope. Mm-hmm. And um, like they kept giving me the knife and be like, "You wanna do the QTE and cut it?" And I'm like, "Nope." <laughs> Which I guess I would have been fine regardless. You would have been. Um, apparently, there there is a choice that could have happened, and I don't know like what the. I think it's a situation of like Jason and Nick have to get there in time, so you can't have them slowed down by anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that had not happened and I had not cut you loose, apparently Eric would have died then and gotten like split on a stalactite. Slag- Ouch. Yeah. Remember that I told you about like a yes, yes, vision yes, yes, of yeah. that happening? Apparently that was him. Oofa doofa. So um apparently 
I was not making the correct choice there, but it worked out anyway because nobody died at that point. Yeah. But we did ev- <laughs> we did die eventually. And then Ashley um, says that was in the in the blood pool. In the blood pool. You missed out on the blood pool. I did. The blood pool I, was messed up. I didn't get to see the blood pool. Just a bunch of bones everywhere, just a river of blood. Oof. And one of the monsters trying to get you. It's real messed Oof. up. But anyways, yeah. Yikes. That was all messed up. But yeah, eventually like everyone like like I said, they all work together and then after that big fight, a lot of them get split up again. Well, and you also see um apparently they refer to him as the ancient one. Mm-hmm. Um but in this case it was the guy that you were playing in yes. the prologue has turned the one into survived, this, like, yeah. really creepy, messed up version of these guys and is like ready to ruin your day. It's like a mortal and like just super strong. And very fast. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, you, you get some some interest. Also, at one point, um, Jason hears Joey. Yeah. And gets attacked by a weird vampire version of Joey. And it's like, uh-oh. And you get to read all these things about the expedition and what went wrong. Because it's basically one of them on that expedition got turned as well, and it just went very poorly. <laughs> yeah, and and... Apparently, like, the lady who financed it knew that all this was down here anyway. I was just like, hey, 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 hey. I want power. Immortality is nice, right? Um, probably if, if we had made Eric and Rachel get along better, they probably would have survived. <laughs> um... To be fair, they both died in ways that I don't think either of them would have been able to help. Unless we had taken out uh, the girl and made sure she didn't get in that room, or we'd taken care of her earlier on, she he probably would have been okay. Yeah, yeah. It. Well, they both would have been okay. They both would have survived, because um, if she's not in that room, then he lives, and you ended up getting bitten as Rachel because you went to go help me. Right. So they both would have actually survived if we had uh, just offed that gal. True. Whoops. I mean, Ashley Tisdale does go out in a blaze of glory in this game. <laughs> At least in our playthrough, she did. In our playthrough, yes, she did. She took some white phosphorus in it. They did not go well for her. I mean, it went exactly how she wanted it to. It's true. She That's how she wanted it, but everyone else is like, oh boy. Which I guess is like interesting as well, because like they, they show early on in this game, like, here's the supplies we're going to bring. And like one of them's like, Hey, let's bring some of this white phosphorus. And they're like, we can't do that. And they're like, I'm just going to know. Which yeah. is like, yo, that's bad. Yep. Yeah, don't do that. Because that stuff is just like, it'll burn you just very poorly. There's a, obviously like, um, Spec Ops Line is very famous because there's a scene in that game where like, I think it's US soldiers or something use white phosphorus on their enemies and it's just super f***ed up. Really? Yeah. Oof. So like that was the thing. I was like, oh boy, oh boy, that's not good. But yeah, yeah, you had to a, explain it to me what it was. That was the thing. Uh, but once you get everyone separated, this is where the game's like best parts come in, and yes. that's where you get like the the unlikely pairing of Salim and Jason, the buddy cop duo. Like holy, shit, 
this duo is so good mm-hmm. together. It's amazing. They are the untrust. They are untrusting at first because Salim is obviously an Iraqi soldier. Jason is very gung ho USA jingoism Marine. man. Very racist. Yep. <laughs> yes, very much so. He's just very much in that you know two thousand early two thousands mindset that all. Oh, all the people from the Middle East are bad and they should all die. 9 11, mm. remember, never forget. Yep. I joined because I wanted to fight them, which we learned later on isn't the case. Isn't the case at all. I that loved, thought it was wild. I loved his admission to Salim. He's like, yeah, dude, like, yeah, I was so high when that happened. I didn't even find out about it until a week later. Because they had this conversation about, like, why each of them joined. Or in this war, I guess, individually. And right. Salim's like, I didn't have a choice. Like, I have to be here. There's no option for me. And then Jason, like you said, is like, yeah, you remember when 9-11 happened? I was stoned. I didn't re- hear about it until like a week later. I had nothing going on in my life. I was There was nothing happening for me. So I just signed up. Because that's it. That was, I mean, that's, that is a story. I feel like, well, I'm maybe not the stoning part, but... That was a story probably a lot of people had during that time period of just like, yeah. I don't have anything going on, so I guess I'm just going to go sign up for the military. And, you mm-hmm. know, hopefully I make some money and then, you know, go off to war and maybe become a hero or something like that. Like, that is a very, you know, common story you would hear from that time period and from people who have, you know, come back from that time period and not from that time period, from from the war and everything and all that sort of stuff. Right. But yeah, like just the way those two interact with each other and then eventually like they they bond together in terms of like because they've been fighting together so much that like they tr- they learn to trust each other and everything like 100% the best part of this game. Is a thousand percent. Enemy, enemy is my friend. Mm-hmm. And like by the end of it, they are legitimately friends and it's mm-hmm. great. Like there's um, like there's points when like the others come back that like they're like a little standoffish because Salim's there and Jason's like, no, he's been helping me fight this whole time. He's totally cool. Does not matter what what country we're from or anything. We have to work together to get out of the situation. Like there's there's a part um, towards the end, which we haven't even talked about that part yet. But yeah, there's there's a part towards the end where Nick's like, "Yo, like we can leave him. It's fine. Like let's mm-hmm. let's just go. Let's just go." And then me as Jason's like, "No, no man left behind. He's one of us. Let's go." Yeah. Um. And. <laughs> Like, there's, yes. there's that good part where he has to explain what hoorah is hoorah! <laughs> <laughs> and then like him him it's jason nick and salib and they're on like the elevator going up out of the the area they're in and the the two of them go hoorah and it seems like there's an option for you to be like oh this, that was real wild or you can be like hoorah, hoorah? <laughs> that's what i picked and they're like yeah because yeah. there's this part earlier where they make the hoorah and Salim's like what is that sound you all just yeah. made? Because that was weird. <laughs> and so they tried to explain, like, yeah, it's a marine thing, like hoorah. And so he's like, okay. Yeah, the elevator was like hoorah. I was like, ah, oh, so yeah, you're good. We're a team. So good. Really, really good. I love how happy he was when he did the hoorah. But yeah, the the thing we are very much skirting around is the fact that they go down like further into like the 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 depths of this temple and they find basically alien technology that are um, making these monsters. <laughs> so, so, you know, the aliens meme. Yes. This is the aliens meme. 
Um, because it was aliens the whole time. Like there's just giant cocoons where they come from. It's like a whole vast, essentially like a factory of how they get made and everything. Mm-hmm. And they're all just like, oh, God, we are in trouble. And they talk about how, like, at one point they were, like, friendly. Mm-hmm. They, and, like, communicated like, through, like, music or something like that. Yeah, and then I forget what went wrong, but something went wrong, and then they, like, are very violent now. Yeah. So that was that was the whole thing. And basically you have to, like, try and blow up these cocoons in order to have a way to escape and make yeah. sure, like, you don't have just a bunch of vampires coming after you. This is uh this is where Ashley Tisdale died for us because we got we got all of them down there. But then but she the- was starting to like exhibit symptoms of like turning, so they're like, uh uh uh, what do we do? And she Especially basically like, once she started doing the music stuff, she's like, uh, this hurts, ow. Yeah, she just takes one of those white phosphorus grenades and like just crouches Knife- down, knifes it, knifes it, and blows up. She's like, sorry guys, boom. <laughs> And they're like, Nick is very well sad. then, <laughs> yep. Rip. But then um, you got to go plant some bombs. I did. I was very scared. Mm-hmm. I was just looking at you through binoculars like, hello, <laughs> look at you. <laughs> um, Because I had the option to like set bombs and then I could have gone further in to set more bombs. Mm-hmm. But I was scared, so I didn't do it. Apparently, you could have killed the ancient one, like, down there as an option. Probably through, like, I don't know, like, if you had blown it up or you did more bombs or something. I forget exactly. I read how it was. But, like, yeah, he he just dies down there instead of getting, like, speared by Salim. Mm-hmm. Which was much cooler, by the way. Yeah. Um. Also, one thing that has nothing to do with aliens but i want to bring it up is that there's this really interesting thing that keeps coming back up with jason and nick that nick is dealing with a lot of trauma because of a woman that he killed at a checkpoint Mm -hmm. yes um and jason keeps trying to tell him like you know dude we got to move on we got to move on from this but um what was going on is that they were at a checkpoint and there was a woman who had um, a bag with her and Jason told her to stop and she kept coming. Mm-hmm. And they, so, they, I think they mentioned as well, like this, this checkpoint had been attacked by suicide bombers in the past. So that's why they were like, very high on alert and everything. Yes. And so she kept coming. And so Jason made the call like, hey, she's got to go. So Nick shoots her. And they go and check, and her bag was just groceries. And they found out that the reason that she didn't listen to the commands is because she had headphones in. Mm -hmm. And so Nick has been, like, real messed up about this. And it's actually, like, part of the reason that, like, him and Rachel actually, like, start dating. Yeah. Um, Which, like, that can go places because you could be like, do you love me? After, like, a three-week relationship. (laughs) Love me. Oh, God. Um. But there's a, a, a scene where you have an option with um, Jason that you can, like, either brush it off or you could be like, yo, actually, like, I'm I'm struggling with that, too. Because he goes into it with Salim about it. Mm-hmm. And it's actually more powerful, I think, when he goes into it with Salim because he mm-hmm. explains, like, 
like he he like tears up when he's talking about the fact that she had the headphones in. Yeah. Um, but you know he's been trying to act like all macho and tough, like oh it doesn't affect me, it doesn't affect me. Whereas Nick's like really visibly struggling with this. Um, so we're we're dealing with like wartime PTSD and like. Mm-hmm the loss of innocent life because of this paranoia and all this that that's like not what i would expect in this game where we're looking at alien vampires <laughs> yeah there's this, there's a lot of layers to this game for sure yeah it's it's like a a shrek it's an onion <laughs> an ogre sorry that's what i meant oh man um i did not expect coming out of this game that Jason will be one of my favorite characters. Yeah, same. I did not expect I, I expected very, him to be like the worst character to deal with. 100% because he's very brash in the very beginning. He's, he's very much like the kind of character you would expect like of, you know, generic, not generic, but just like prototypical U.S. Army guy. Like rah-rah America Marine. Yeah, especially from this time period. So like mm-hmm. that's kind of like the 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 impression you get from the very beginning but then like as it goes on and then once you get to, like the relationship with Salim like it just opens up way more for his character than you initially would have ever gotten and one thing that I'm disappointed about is that like Nick would even bring up the whole like well he's not one of us we shouldn't save him type thing because Nick is struggling with this whole like not saving an innocent person mm-hmm. and he's like oh we'll just leave Salim back it's like what? Like, where did that come from, buddy? It's where, yeah, that, that part's weird. Um, but yeah, Jason's like, nah, no, no man left behind. Um, right. But I, I do like that. Um, like Salim has to to save Jason from getting like skewered by the ancient one at one point. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of places this could have gone, and, um, you know, probably would have helped if we had not lost two characters, but <laughs> it's fine, because they weren't really that great anyway. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, they both kind of sucked. We basically made admission, like, halfway through the game, like, we were saving Salim no matter what. Yeah. He is the well, character that has to not die throughout this game. That was legitimately the only thing. By the end of it, I was also like, all right, Jason's got to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like you said, like partway through this, we're like, okay, everybody else is terrible. Salim will survive. Salim's going to go see his son again. <laughs> That's all that matters. I feel like the last section of this game were like where they're back above ground and like the solar eclipse is happening and they're getting attacked. Like we were like just so zoned in and focused in on those QTEs that we're like, we are not messing these up. No one is dying here. <laughs> we are which, walking yeah. out of this building. All three of us are going to make it. Yeah. Um, which that's also a thing that um, like they get out from, from weird alien vampireville and um, like, yay, everything's fine. We're going to call the Americans and we're going to get a rescue. It's going to be great. And then the solar eclipse happens. And it's like, uh-oh. You thought. So you have to fight. Like, I think you have to survive several minutes of, like, QTEs mm-hmm. fighting off. Not only do you have to fight off the, the like, 
regular monsters, but you have to fight off the ancient one as well. Yeah. Um, which, again, if he had died back at the blowing up stage, he wouldn't have been there. Right, right, right. Um, which, dang. Um, my B, I got too scared. Too scared. You know, we just had to make things harder on ourselves. I'm or sure, challenging. Sure. Um, but yeah, we were both like, Salim can't die. Nobody else can die. Super focused. But yeah, you survive that. The sun comes back and they all get fried. And then the the U.S. helicopter comes and they're like, what the heck happened here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all good? And everyone gets uh, gets taken out and they're all good to go. Ish. Ish. Because um, then we go back to the like camp. I had a stupid name. Yeah, I don't uh, remember what it was either, but yeah. It was like one of Saddam Hussein's like palace Palaces, areas yeah. that they took over. Um, we go back and like the three surviving people are trying to explain like what the heck happened. No one's believing them. Salim's just like, man, just let me go home. I want to see my child. Um, his hands are tied, which is lame. Um, he he does make like a vague threat at them, which I was like, buddy, please don't do that. Um. And then, like, we get to see Eric in a body bag and, like, oh, he had so much potential. <laughs> and Rachel's just charred bits. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is all we found left of her. Uh, Not much you know, to she, identify. She had more potential than he did. And, you know, this is kind of his fault because of his, his uh, stupid system. system. Yeah. 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 Um, and then they just, like, casually rinse off and leave. And it's like, um,. Well, it's also like, they're like, oh, yeah, we're implying, hey, we're going to cover this up. No one's going to know about this. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're totally implying that. Yeah. Um, it, it Also, we forgot to mention that apparently there's a whole thing with, like, Rachel and Eric that, like, he lost his leg in a car accident. But it, apparently it happened in Little Hope. Yeah. Uh, which Easter is wild. Egg. But we didn't see any of that because they both died. And they're very mean to each other. Yeah, we... we, we... <laughs> I tried to reconcile our marriage, and no. you said no. I moved on. But then after I realized that, like, no, I decided I was going to be a respectful Eric and let her live her best life and have her decisions and all that. And, and, and you, were, you were also like, we got to be nice to each other. These people are going to die. Yeah. Well, because I realized early on, like, in the prologue, they say the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And then they say it another time, like, as you're down there. And I was like... This is the theme of the game. Yep. We have to be kind to each other or if we're going to live. Mm-hmm. Um, you took that literally. I did. And then apparently you can't be too kind because one of them will rip your throat out. I'm in it. She just wanted a snack. Um, I will say that the, um, like, Humans that turn into the vampire things look doofy as hell. They look real goofy. You're not wrong. Um, they look really stupid. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and there's the whole thing of like their front teeth get like punched out from the inside, and I don't, I don't really understand that. Um, but apparently that's the sign of them turning. And and um, one of the interesting things that I read later when I was trying to figure out like what are the alternate things that could have happened here 
is that if you like pay attention to some of the corpses that you find and read the diaries um the one guy like his wife is the one who turned and um he he blames he blames the the like rich lady which is fair he should blame her mm -hmm. um but he's like yeah she also turned at one point and you know must have been the one that attacked blah 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 um but um apparently like if you go through and find like all the notes and all the bodies and everything there's a body that you find that's supposed to be the rich lady but her teeth are fine and she's been like stabbed through the heart You're and <laughs> and so like the implication there is that he just like got so mad at her for his wife turning and like murdering people and stuff that he just murdered her straight up oops um, I was like, oh, but then he, you know, was able to blame like, oh, you know, she turned into one of these things. Wow. Amazing. Um, to, to try and justify it. Right. I was like, huh, interesting. And then there was the one guy who like, apparently he was sabotaging stuff. Yeah. Funsies. For funsies. Uh, I don't know if we got this in our ending, but apparently in the, if you save everyone ending, there's a good handshake scene between Salim and Jason mm. where like they shake hands and Jason tells him like, hey, tell your kid happy birthday for me. And Salim tells him goodbye, my friend. Oh my God. We didn't get that. I wish we had gotten that. Which is very good. Oh man. Oh man. I love it. Those two are the only reason to play this game, for real. Honestly, you're not wrong. <laughs> Man. That... That relationship made the game for me. Yes, yeah, 100% same. I completely agree. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that is uh, that is the House of Ashes, mm -hmm. where you get political. <laughs> this is not a political game. No, definitely not. No political. Super not. No politics here. Yay. <laughs> it's a very political game. Very. Super duper political. But yeah, that was a thing. Uh, eventually, we will probably play the Devil and Me because we got the we got the preview of it in the game because we found mm -hmm. that little thing. Mm -hmm. So we'll probably play that next year when it's much cheaper. <laughs> the uh, season one finale of the Dark Pictures Anthology. Where we'll go to a spooky murder house. Yay. With some filmmakers. Yay. Going on a ghost adventure. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, we'll probably also play the Cory at some point as well whenever that gets probably cheaper yeah it makes sense see what's up with david arquette and brenda song former wcw world heavyweight champion david arquette oh my god former guy who almost died in a professional wrestling ring, david arquette oh my god <laughs> and brenda song and brenda song and wacky teens 
You make them sound like they're like the well, like wacky inflatable arm guys. I mean, it, they are wacky teens on a summer camp in a horror yeah. story. No, you're right. <laughs> Bad things are gonna happen. You're you're not wrong. But yeah, we'll eventually play those at some point and talk about those. But that's gonna do it for us this time. Mm-hmm. So if you'd like more from us, head on over to seasonalanimecheckup.com or sac.cool where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Jared Now Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Anladium, go to anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Anime Checkup. You can buy our books, One Shiny Moment of Critical Analysis of Love, Life, Sunshine, and Hot Tubs and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Buy us a slice of pizza, get access to unedited versions of the podcast early, and a whole wealth of bonus content as well. Next week, we will wrap up Spooky Month with a spooky series. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we talked about this this franchise today. Yep. But we didn't talk about this series yet, because it's time for us to talk about Netflix's Resident Evil series that got canceled after one season. Yay! So we'll talk about Albert Wesker's daughters. Yep. And what other stuff that happens in that. Who knows? Bunnies. Bunnies. 